Welcome to an audio newspaper full of very serious, very real stories that the world needs to hear. More listening and less reading than a newspaper, but equally as sexy. This is Paper News Out Loud. Hello and good evening. I'm your host, Diane Weathersby. Hello and good morning. I'm your co-host, Florence Strumsbab. Thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud. How are you doing today, Diane? What's new in your zoo? So, I recently adopted a hedgehog. It's in the form of a decoration. It's not a living being, but it's cute, and I will love it like a living thing. I received it in a bloody fight to the death Secret Santa Christmas exchange. Oh, nice. Way to reign triumphant over all the other contenders. Yes, thank you. The glory was fantastic, and the blood of the fallen really helped my complexion. I feel years younger. How's your zoo? Um, well, my zoo is blue, and you're probably wondering why that is. Well, Diane, it's because blue helps suppress hunger, according to this, to the wacky headline article we read about today. Interesting. Okay, so, listeners, we like you the way you are. And, but, you know, if you're anything like us, and you recently consumed 13 turkeys over Thanksgiving, or the equivalent in potatoes, or both, then you may want to shed a couple of those pounds you put on to, or... Or you might just want to prepare for more holiday feast, or you're looking for a lifestyle change. Whatever your motivation, we've come to you with some of the best diets from history. The very best. <laughs> just surgeon general warning. Kid tested, mother approved. Please diets. do not do this. <laughs> um, kid tested. <laughs> mother approved. Test them on your kids. <laughs> okay, so the very first diet um, that we read about in this article was called the um, Avoiding Swamps Diet. <laughs> 1727 was a time of a lot of scientific advancement and observation. Notorious for that. Yep. <laughs> Good old Thomas Short thought he uncovered the greatest weight loss secret in the entire world. He noticed that some overweight people live near swamps. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's why, why was he even collecting that data? That's a real good question. That doesn't make sense to me. Okay, anyway. But, so he really could only come up with one logical solution. Like, obviously has nothing to do with maybe lifestyle or food choices, but that um, in order to lose weight, it'd be best if you just moved away from a swamp. Interesting. Inter okay. <laughs> That's going to be tough because mm -hmm. I'm actually an ogre named Shrek. <laughs> it might be difficult to lose weight that way. <laughs> this is my swamp. Okay, so while this may sound outlandish, it's really not that far-fetched. As two humans who have a swamp existing in their basement, I too have noticed that I feel a little plumper when I ex spend extended periods of time in the swamp, which I'm sure has nothing to do with my favorite fast food joint um, that recently got put up there. Mm -hmm. That's definitely not for me pounding down McChicken after McChicken. It's yes. from the... It's from the gravitational pull of the swamp. It's the proximity of the swamp. That's the real problem. So, um... If you want to lose weight, you just eradicate the swamp in the basement with fire and probably several priestesses. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Good solution. Good solution, yeah. Thomas Short. You're short. You're a thinker. <laughs> okay, number two, the tapeworm diet is as horrific as it mm. sounds. Sounds very popular. So because yes. um, ingesting parasites should be your go-to weight loss solution. So these little buggers used to be sold in a pill a pill form for diet purposes. To go down easy. Go down easy, yep. And then you don't have to think about the fact that you're swallowing a small worm that essentially mm -hmm. steals your life force. Um, 
Just let that th sink in for a minute. Think about that one. <laughs> but then, for some reason, the more people were using it, um, they it got banned because people started developing negative side effects, like you know, seizures and meningitis. Weird. <laughs> Who would have thought that putting a parasite in your body could have any negative consequences mm -hmm. at all whatsoever? Exactly. Um, so I just feel like we shouldn't be eating tapeworms to lose weight. Mm -hmm. As simple as that. We should be raising them and keeping them as friends. Outside of your body. Outside of your yes, body. not in your gut. <laughs> God, that's so gross. Why would anyone do that? That freaks me out. Like, friends aren't real friends if they suck all the nutrients out of your intestines. Yeah. Just remember that. I've lost a couple friends that way. <laughs> but who wouldn't want a 25-foot um, parasitic buddy slithering around the floor? Yeah, gain weight and gain a friend. You just don't eat tapeworms. That's... <laughs> Maybe you could um, let it grow really big, and then it'll wrap itself around your refrigerator, and that'll be the diet. That's how your tapeworm pumps you, because you can't get in the fridge, because your tapeworm's around it. Yeah. It'll be know. like, no, I'm sorry, Diane, you already ate 15 times today, and it's only 2 o'clock. You don't need more food. Yeah. I hear tapeworms are really good with um, emotional support and mm -hmm. good motivators. Yeah. You see them a lot as um, gym trainers. Yeah. At like Planet Fitness at, yeah. or Highland or something. It's very cool. They can coil themselves around the handles of the treadmill and then whisper encouragement in your ear. It's really cute. And then no one else talks to you. <laughs> Better than headphones. It's just one of my biggest fears <laughs> at the gym. The next side is the cotton ball diet. This one is pretty simple. You eat cotton balls instead of food because they have zero calories. In theory, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> that just doesn't seem true. Water has zero calories. Yeah. Cotton balls probably have calories. Okay, well. <laughs> How does your body digest the cotton balls? That's a really good question. We don't know. How does it fill you up? Like how, you, maybe it makes you drink a ton of water because well, they're so dry and it yeah. absorbs all of the liquid in your body. But you would think when you pass the cotton ball, when you pass it, yes, yep, it would just come out exactly the same as it went in. And my main concern with eating the cotton balls is they don't taste like anything. Like they don't taste anything like delicious foods. So maybe try soaking them if you're gonna go this route for whatever reason in low calorie juices and broth to get a little bit of flavor. Like literally nothing sounds better to me right now than a lime soaked cotton ball. Slurp it down, yeah, like a like a margarita. Juicing and um, souping are very popular now, and so you could just add that to your soup. Yeah, there we go. Or now that you mentioned lime soaked, throw a little tequila on there, <laughs> and then you forget how just awful the cotton ball tastes going down. How unsatisfying. <laughs> which leads us to our next diet, which is the drinking man's diet, where you should consume alcohol. With every single meal. Mm -hmm. Good old Robert Cameron was a real thinker here. So we thought if you had a, an alcoholic drink, no matter what kind of alcohol, and you ate, drank it with a meal, you would actually shed some pounds. Why he thought this? There really wasn't a reason given. I think he just wanted to drink more and have an excuse for it. Mm -hmm. That's my theory. Fan theory on why Robert Cameron wanted to do this. But um, oddly enough, the Harvard School of Public Health declared this diet to be unhealthy. On that note, <laughs> so the next diet is a slimming soap diet. So um, in a perfect world, you would just be able to wash away any unwanted fat. Turns out the 1930s, United States was a perfect world because there were products like the cleverly named Fat Ono that claimed that you could simply scrub down the fat. Oh, 
that's how bodies work. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. Just with a really high qual high quality soap. <laughs> that's all you need. A real abrasive one. Yeah. <laughs> a real good exfoliator. So you have to scrape off your first few layers of skin mm -hmm. and then you can get down to the fat cells and just pull the f it's like a um do you do it yourself liposuction <laughs> three times is more horrific <laughs> if you wrap sandpaper around the bars of soap that helps with the um microdermabrasion but yeah it's not super far-fetched because it, like you're saying if you scrub vigorously enough or if you even use the soap bars as hand weights and do a series of aerobic exercises while holding them you may lose weight and gain muscle because muscle and burns muscle. fat yeah you don't necessarily have to um cut chunks of flesh off friends to lose weight <laughs> But you could. There's <laughs> one way to do it. Alright, this one's really interesting to me. When you say the cigarette diet, it makes me think you're eating cigarettes. <laughs> and that's appalling mm -hmm. to me as a human being. Just mow down that paper and tobacco fills it right up. Well, and I guess if you did try to eat a cigarette, then you would lose your appetite because you'd be too busy throwing up from <laughs> eating tobacco to eat real food. So in the 1920s, this is when another great time for America, is when doctors prescribed people who were struggling with weight loss to go smoke a cigarette every time they started to feel hungry. <laughs> Doctor prescribed everyone the cigarette diet. Very good. Like, you'll lose weight, but the other health, the health um, complications aren't ideal either. When they have to cut out your lung, you will also lose several pounds, which everyone knows the number on the scale is the biggest indicator of how healthy you are. <laughs> Preach it. Okay. So a little less gruesome and a little more um, sustainable. Uh, sustainable is the vinegar diet. That's a good way to describe it because you're not drinking alcohol and you're not smoking cigarettes. But instead, um, good old Lord Brian, whoever this fellow is. Um, is it Byron? Oh, Byron. Good old Lord Byron um, in the 1820s had a solution to lose weight. Um, eat a raw egg, drink a cup of tea, and then just spend the rest of the day pounding down that vinegar. Good old white vinegar. <laughs> I think part of this, the only part I'm interested in is drinking the cup of tea. <laughs> I think that's the only w part of the diet. Do you think only doing one third of the diet will get me the same results? Probably. <laughs> tea is, in it has very good restorative properties. Mm -hmm. And you're not drinking vinegar. That's true. So. But if you want to get real results real fast, you do need to drink a gallon of vinegar a day. Mm -hmm. You can split it up though, like a third yeah. of a gallon in the morning, third at lunch, mm -hmm. and then a third at night. And part of the reason why this diet fell out of popularity um, is because lots of the people who practice it suffered from very severe diarrhea and dehydration. So. Interesting. And you'd think like burned esophagi? Probably, because it's a really basic solution. Ugh. 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 <laughs> and last but not least, the vision diet. Okay, so the vision diet, um, this one kind of makes a lot of sense with, for me. Okay, so you know how the color yellow is supposed to make you more hungry? That's very interesting. Yeah. So yeah. henceforth, the golden arches and the bright colors of McDonald's, it's supposed to, you, you look at it and apparently you, you feel more hunger. Hmm. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, the color blue suppresses appetite. Interesting. Yeah, so a logical weight loss solution, given this knowledge, would be to constantly wear blue-colored glasses. So everything looks blue. Everything is blue. You can't feel hunger when your entire world is the least hunger-inducing color in the entire world, mm -hmm. if you know what I'm saying. That's why sailors are so thin, mm -hmm. because the ocean's blue. But the sky's also blue. Mm -hmm. That's infallible logic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know what, what this means, what the impact of this discovery is <laughs> on America. 
but there it is. <laughs> it's, it's all out there now, folks. <laughs> we cracked it. You heard it here first, probably. Blue rocks. Actually, my brother, when we were younger, one of them, he did have blue glasses. Oh, did he? Yep. He was, he was like six. It's very fashionable, I think. Was he a little, little skinny mini? He was, yes. Okay, there we go. Yep. And you know, if it happens to one person, it has to be true for everyone. Exactly. Yep. This is, yeah, this one's interesting. I like this one. Mm -hmm. Like, this one makes the most sense to me, I think. It's, it's the least destructive, really. <laughs> you might look a little dorky, but... <laughs> but bring it back. Make it a trend. Mm -hmm. we, we need trendsetters. Like, you have to try something. You know what? This is not really related. This is slightly related. But I saw an article. I should find it again. But it's about how this company is making, like, orange or different colored glasses mm -hmm. that you just put water in, but when you drink it your brain thinks you're drinking, like, orange juice or yeah, whatever, so you sure. kind of taste, like, not, I wouldn't think full-blown orange juice, but maybe, like, orange-flavored water. Yeah. So that can make drinking water a little more fun, because instead of drinking alcohol with every meal, maybe <laughs> you should just drink a little more water. Or when you feel hungry, drink water. Like, that That one's a little more safe and uh, sustainable, I think. I think so, too. So, Florence, do you know who like drinking water? Who? The Caribbean monk seal, um. also known as sea wolves. Sea wolves? Why were they called sea wolves? Uh, I'm not actually sure. <laughs> I just know they were called sea wolves. Anyway. That's adorable. <laughs> so in Pet Corner this week, we're going to talk about the Caribbean monk seal. So in 1494, mm -hmm. good old, yep, you guessed it, Christopher Columbus mm. discovered these creatures. He discovered them. Uh, like he does. <laughs> like, like Chris Columbus does. And decided they would be good to kill. So that seems to be, have been a trend in his life. <laughs> uh, since then, these animals became popular with hunters for slaughter until the 20th century. Because uh, they went extinct. Mm -hmm. Scientists weren't innocent either, unfortunately. They killed them to put in museum collections, which might actually be worse. Because you're just, you're not getting food or anything out of them. Like, you're not really using them. Mm -hmm. You're just, whatever. Um, especially when their numbers are dwindling. Uh, but the last confirmed sighting was in 1952, and then it was finally declared extinct in 1996. Oh, so wow. very recently, actually. Yeah, yep. very recently. So some, like, fun, I guess, facts about the Caribbean monk seal is that they were easily approachable and just, like, super chill all the time. So that's what made them really easy targets because mm -hmm. people could just go up to them and kill them. Mm -hmm. They were between, like, two and four meters long which is a nice size, and their pups were born in December, and I guess they had, like, long hair, and they were really cute. Oh my gosh, so kind of, like, amazing and cute holiday yeah, presents. Yeah, even adorable. Uh, but yeah, so they, their habitat was threatened because they lived in the Caribbean area in, like, the Gulf of Mexico, and then um, this led, and they also had overhunting. That was a leading cause in their population decline. But aside from all that sad garbage that happened recently within um, your parents' lifetimes, probably, or your lifetime, I don't know how old you are. I don't know who you are. Weirdly enough. Um, but, so they weren't aggressive, which means that you can easily approach them for seal snuggles. Oh my gosh, so these little buggers would probably make pretty good friends, wouldn't they? Yes, they would make very good friends. They love cuddle parties, probably. Uh, so when the world gets to be too much, which happens 
so frequently in my life, you can gather your seal friends for a cuddle puddle and soak up all that love. <laughs> that, that, those sweet seal kisses. Yeah, they were just so, so cuddly. Um, you can go on sea expeditions, mm -hmm. so your seal friends can help you uncover the long lost city of Atlantis, and because they're mammals, this is important, they will also need to breathe, like you need to breathe, probably, so they won't forget to come back up for air, periodically. Yeah, and it's nice. Like with any pet, it's good to know how to properly take care of them mm -hmm. and to help them not drown underwater. Yeah. That's a good thing. And if they're going to have live babies or yeah. egg babies. <laughs> it's all around important knowledge. Do if, your research, kids. <laughs> if they reproduce asexually, which would be very cool. They could just split. Like you have one seal and then all of a sudden it just splits into two That'd seals. That'd be very cool. Mitosis seal. Interesting. Science? Can you work on that, please? <laughs> that be... I want to have a seal that every two years multiplies into more oh seal. Oh my gosh. That would really help solve the extinction problems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean... Just like a large-scale mitosis. Yeah. Interesting. Um, also, they're the perfect length, two to four meters, for you to ride perfectly, or ride comfortably on mm -hmm. their back. Awesome. You'll fit right on there. Just like going through the sea. Like mm -hmm. a mermaid on the back of your seal. Exactly. Um, and they have whiskers, which can be used for tickling. So when you're in your cuddle puddle, they can tickle you with their whiskers. Aww. And then you all laugh and laugh and laugh and have a lot of fun. Um, a big plus is they probably would look adorable in hands. Oh gosh, just they would look darling. <laughs> like any seal presumably would. Yes. And because they're extremely chill by nature, they would let you dress them up in all sorts of cute outfits. So just like... Craft them a Santa hat to get in the holiday spirit. You can stage your own productions of the Lion King with monk seals wearing lion manes. Perfect. Uh, give them a straw hat and teach them how to play banjo. Uh, the possibilities for fun and en entertainment are just really endless. Plus, with these little buddies, you can have a couple warriors of the sea. Mm -hmm. So they can help clean up trash in the ocean because much like the, um, the seals, we're slowly ruining that too. Yes. Um, and then... You can adopt a golf. Like, it's like adopt a highway, but adopt a golf. The golf being the Gulf of Mexico. Mm, nice. Or any other golf. <laughs> or a river, or a stream, whatever. Or an ocean. Or an entire ocean. Pick an ocean. There's at least two. So because um, it's important to get these seals permission before you do anything, you can ask them if you can string large nets between them to pick up ocean trash. Odds are they will be thrilled you care about their living space and bark at the opportunity to clean up. Exactly. Yeah. So every time we do pet corner, it's important to remember that they're your equals and you need to treat them as such and get their consent. Like, yes, they most seals probably would love wearing a lion mane, but make sure you ask them first. Don't just try to stuff a lion mane on them. What if they hate the Lion King? It's their least favorite Disney movie. <laughs> Which is a shame because it's a banger, but always ask first. Mm -hmm. We received this letter as an impeccably folded paper swan that fluttered into my outstretched hand while I stared out into the sunset. It was lovely. I unfolded the swan and it read, Dear Florence and Diane, I live in a smaller sized apartment and I really like wine. This has been going on for several years. Because of this, I have a lot of wine bottles, like just so many. I need to reclaim some cupboard and floor space, but I have a problem letting go. I know they can be recycled, but I want them to stay with me forever. 
How do I keep these beloved bottles and repair the relationships my unhealthy obsession has destroyed? Sincerely, diet, I mean bottled up in Brooklyn. Oh, well, uh, bottled up in Brooklyn, it sounds like you have quite an issue with uh, getting rid of the wine bottles. I'm sure you handle alcohol responsibly. Anyway, we reached out to WikiHow to help us help you. Okay, so the big thing that WikiHow suggested for this very specific and um, particular problem is that you can just upcycle the wine bottles. So let's say you have 800 wine bottles that you accumulated over the last year. At least, yeah, probably. <laughs> it sounds. It just sounds like you have a lot. I wouldn't know. It's like, <laughs> we don't know the exact number, mm. but it's probably a lot. It's upwards of that, yes. So upcycling is one of the ways to recycle and ignore your hoarding problems by turning them into a craft project. Um, today we're going to guide you through decorating your wine bottles to ritz up your apartment and not make it look like a wine bottle hoarding hazard zone. So there are a few methods you can use to dress up these bottles. You can paint them, you can fill them with lights, cover them with glitter, wrap them with twine, all that kind of stuff. Like just really fun stuff to make them look nice. And then once you have those things on them, you can bedazzle them, get some sequins, things like that. Just make them look really cool. Um, but you need a use for these fancy new bottles that you just decorated. One thing you can do is hang them from your ears as earrings. Oh! Yes. Yeah. That'll be fun because you can make them like if a holiday is coming up or you have a big event that's coming up, there's a lot of room on it to decorate it to kind of like emote what event you're going to be attending. Yeah. That's a good can, one. You can write like messages on them as your earrings. Mm -hmm. It'd be very cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even if you wanted to put water in them while they're hanging on your ears and then if you ever get dehydrated, you have a great snack. Yeah. Or great liquid. <laughs> yeah, a great drink, maybe. <laughs> That's the word. That's the one. <laughs> um, another way, if you put lights with them, like you get those little battery-operated string lights, you jam them in those wine bottles, you could use them to replace the headlights of your car. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. pop them in there, turn them on. You don't even need to get car headlight bulb replacement. <laughs> it's a cheaper, mm -hmm. more eco-friendly option even because you're recycling, clearly. Aside from those string lights you have to buy. <laughs> That's besides the point. But you can get different colored lights mm -hmm. too and really jazz up your car. Maybe get like strobe things Ooh. going on in there. The flashing mm -hmm. like Christmas lights. I think that'd be really fun. For sure that'd be street legal too. I'm not concerned oh, yeah. about that at all. And then everyone knows you like to party. Because of an <laughs> empty bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just finished it too. And then every time you finish a bottle you put it in your headlight. You just smell like wine and you're <laughs> jamming wine bottles in your headlight. You can decorate your whole car with wine bottles. Good, yeah. Replace your windshield with wine bottles. Mm -hmm. They're clear once you wash off the labels. Uh, you can, this is, this is a fun one, um, and you'll make friends too. So you can set up a ring toss game in your apartment with the wine bottles, and then encourage people from your building to come in and try to win a fish. You oh. will have to invest in fish, yeah, but. Do you have any recommendations for what kind of fish? Piranhas, definitely. Piranhas. Yep. Alive or dead? Um, well, I would start them as alive, mm -hmm. and then if they die while they're at your apartment or whatever, that's, you can still give those away. Okay. Because, can you eat piranhas? I don't know. I can't imagine what the meat would be like for that. Yeah. Interesting. Piranhas Should I look are, it up? <laughs> yeah, I bet there's poison in them, though. So watch out for that. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, maybe find friends that have really um, healthy constitutions mm -hmm. or that aren't human and can eat poison. De oh, I found an article called Dead Piranhas Still Bites. Oh, interesting. I yeah. see one that says piranha tastes very fishy. Think five days in the sun salmon fishy. 
there's a pungent aftertaste of seaweed and blood as well. Interesting. Well, um, I do know some people from a distant star field that do enjoy the taste of seaweed and blood. So invite them over mm -hmm. through the void in your apartment. Yeah, maybe try try a couple recipes out. Mm -hmm. And then, if you have leftover piranha, you can store it in one of your decorated wine bottles and pop it in the fridge. There you go. Yeah, Expert they level. very good. If you puree it, that's probably the best way to get it through mm -hmm. the opening in the wine like bottle. Like a smoothie. And I bet, you know what, since they taste of seaweed and blood, really good sides to go with the piranha would be naturally seaweed and blood. Mm -hmm. It would really bring out the flavors of the piranha. Nice. And, and probably a good bottle of red wine. <laughs> and if the piranhas don't die, you can give them away as pets and name them. So it's it's an interesting relationship you have with the piranhas, really. Yeah. You'll have to see how it goes on that yeah. day. Yeah. Um, you can get rid of all your books, because, I mean, who needs books? That's ridiculous. And then decorate your newly empty bookshelves with the wine oh, bottles. that would be nice. Kind of like display them. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Or if you uh, celebrate Christmas and you're putting up your Christmas tree and you're like, oh, I don't really want to buy new bulbs this year, you broke all your bulbs because your mm -hmm. um, Velociraptor attacked them, mm -hmm. you can hang your wine bottles on your Christmas tree. Oh, and that, that comes with the painting. You can paint them holiday colors and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, You can nice. start a new tradition. You can even make a tree out of wine bottles, mm -hmm. but you can start a new tradition where you put up a tree for every holiday that you celebrate. Mm-hmm. So, like, an Easter tree. I think that would be fun. Yeah, like a St. Patrick's Day tree. A 4th of July tree. First day of school tree. Arbor Day tree. Ironically Arbor enough, not made out of actual trees. Interesting. Yeah, because it would be even more ironic if you cut down a tree on Arbor Day to put up a tree, a dead tree. That's to true. To celebrate Arbor Day. <laughs> That's true. Another use is Cinderella wore glass slippers. So can you. Carve out footholds in two large painted wine bottles to create a stylish new shoe. Oh, interesting. Yeah, just be careful for shards. Insert winky face here. Florence did wink. I do want that to be verbally in this. Let it be on the record that Florence winked during this And it this was podcast. very sultry. <laughs> Extra sultry. <laughs> or um, train your feet to fit into the um, openings of wine bottles. Oh, that would be horrific. <laughs> like if you have a collapsible foot and you can fit into small spaces. There, I've always said that feet have too many bones anyway. Mm -hmm. um, you can also become an internet star by putting some water in the bottles at different levels and then you can blow on them with your to make your like favorite mm -hmm. or iconic tunes like you've seen that before yeah and Hedwig's theme is very cool do the Super Mario Brothers theme those are always fun and then just record it once you get good enough and post it online yeah and then all those hits from YouTube will make your money and you never have to leave your home and you can buy more wine and expand your music it's for art so then it's fine then nothing's wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that Okay, and lastly, just stop paying rent. You have so many oh. wine bottles that you should probably just buy a vacant lot and build up a home out of wine bottles on said vacant lot. Interesting. Um, make all your furniture out of wine bottles. Become a wine bottle. Mm. Just make sure not to throw any stones. If you live in a wine bottle glass house. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice as the saying goes. Insert winky face here. Oh, boy. <laughs> Also, this could be a really another cool art exhibit to mm -hmm. get, like, 
people coming to see your wine bottle house interested and then you can make um wine bottle souvenirs for them to take home with them and this is just another way that you're turning something that could be considered a problem to some people into something productive and artful very artful a great creative outlet all right florence can you pull this train into the motivation station choo choo are you looking to make your life a little bit better yes a great tip is to declutter some of your living space. Oh no. We helped good old bottled up in Brooklyn with this today, if you remember from the segment that you listened to two minutes ago. L like 30 seconds ago. L 30 seconds. If you're not a goldfish, you might remember that. <laughs> um, the less clutter you have, um, the less evil spirits can get trapped in your home mm -hmm. after their souls become eternally bound to inanimate objects. Less evil spirits lead to a happier home. Great an ancient proverb. Just to get us started, I am going to declutter my life by finally cleaning out that void to another dimension that sprouted in my kitchen closet. Um, it's a tricky little bugger because it dumps trash from other realities like broken spaceships, handmade sweaters, and talking lizards into my closet. Oh. Yeah, which makes it really hard to access my broom or hang up my coat. So if I clean up the clutter, I might be able to seal up the hole um, using a simple spell yep. and finally be able to reclaim my closet. Interesting. That's that's good. Um, but I am interested mm -hmm. in keeping at least one of those talking lizards as a pet. Mm -hmm. Do the sweaters fit the lizards? Um, some of them do. Depends oh, on great. which size comes through. But the lizards are very crude and crass. Okay. They talk like... Great. We'd get along yeah. awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. So I recently had a humanoid fungus being move into my living room. They're really great, and they actually really respect my uh, living space and stuff. The problem is that they brought along their entire doll collection. I already have a doll collection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see where I'm going? And the dolls are getting jealous. My dolls are getting jealous mm -hmm. of their dolls. I guess I haven't asked them how their dolls feel. But anyway, I've been putting off cleaning them out because I don't like confrontation. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I just need to, like, hunker down and accept that decluttering my living space might mean asking the fungus being to leave. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. I feel I feel bad, but, yeah, my dolls. So, yeah. listener, our challenge to you this week is to declutter your space. Whether that means closing a void in space-time or asking your fungus friend to leave, take some time to do this important task. All right, my laptop just spontaneously opened up Microsoft PowerPoint and a well-crafted presentation started playing, each slide containing the phrase, please stop this madness, in the Comic Sans font. Ooh, bad choice. Yeah, I know. It, may, oh. it lost all the professionalism. It's, just, it's <laughs> overused. Yeah, now I don't know if I need to trust it. <laughs> but, but this is a telltale sign that the show is coming to a close. Oh, dang. <laughs> um, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to what we have to say. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Paper News Out Loud for more great episodes. If you like what you heard a lot, leave us a review on iTunes saying what you liked. Make sure to include the address of your favorite restaurant. We will be taking all those who comment on blind dates. Oh, and I love food. That's <laughs> awesome. So if you're in love with what you heard, uh, can you please consider renting out a room to my fungus friend? It'd be really cool of you since they were just in the room the entire time I was talking about them and they've been looking really sad. Uh, their toadstools are wilting. Uh, we're going to be giving shoutouts to people who review the show on a later episode. We've actually gotten a few reviews already, so thank you. Um, oh, I forgot their names. Husky Lover 70 fan of Cupid, 
and DylanW56 for leaving reviews. It was really great to see those. We've got some awesome support already and it's just, it's been incredible. So thank you for listening. I also want to thank the angels we have heard on high. Okay, so we just put up our first five episodes and I do have to say that the support of our friends has been overwhelming. They did such a wonderful job supporting us and giving us feedback. That was really cool. So just, we love you guys. So thank you so much. That's been awesome. Um, and also, this is a little creepy, but our podcast hosting <laughs> site, Podbean, they've been great too, also gives us stats on what states our listeners are in. This has been really fun to look at. So I'd like to thank the people in Nebraska, Illinois, Montana, North Carolina, California, Florida, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and the Colony on Mars. Thanks for somehow finding us and turning up to our show. So tell your friends, please <laughs> spread the word. Um, my essence is currently hugging all of you in one big virtual group hug. You are just all fantastic flesh bodies. <laughs> Except for that one gelatinous squid body. Please go back to your ocean void. But please keep listening because we love you. Just back in the ocean where you belong, you're scaring the children and the adults. Both of them. Both groups of them. And I also want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use his track titled 5 off his album Found on SoundCloud. Thank you, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching at this. I like to listen to his music while I'm editing this podcast, actually. <laughs> it provides a great background. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's <laughs> I'm not even joking. Keep, keep going. <laughs> it's really good, yeah. Um, and dear listeners, we are looking to showcase community art in a new rotating segment, creatively named Community Art. You can submit short poems or visual art to us through email at alternaterealityproductions at gmail.com. One more time, that is alternaterealityproductions at gmail.com. Gmail. Gmail. Dot. Com. Or you can email us just saying hi and let us know what you like about the show. Did you know anything. Gmail is short for Godmail? <laughs> or tweet us. <laughs> Please follow us on Twitter. We have one follower. <laughs> At Reality Out Loud. Again, share with your friends. Uh, we hope you learned a thing and made a laugh. <laughs>